0: Today's episode of the Gaucho 9 podcast is brought to you by Kyle's Kitchen. Check them out in Goleta and Santa Barbara. They are our favorites, Gaucho baseball favorites over at Kyle's Kitchen. Get the, uh, the chicken sandwich, the Kyle's burger, or the uh, the crispy chicken sandwich. Go check them out. We're also brought to you by Smart Office Interiors. They uh, have provided desk space, workspace, couches, ottomans for the Gauchos, and they have been uh, proud sponsors of UCSB athletics and UCSB baseball. So thank you to Smart Office Interiors. All right, week two is in the books, and the Gauchos moved to five and two after taking two of three against Nevada. We have a pair of Gauchos on the podcast today: your Big West pitcher of the week, Corey Lewis, and Kyle Johnson. And disclaimer about this: I told Kyle that he had won hitter of the week for the Gauchos. Um, the the hitters they give the uh, Coach Fergus awards them. A hitter of the week, and I got word that it was going to be Kyle, but then that changed late, and it wound up being Leo, so I told Kyle in the interview that he had won hitter of the week, and he was all stoked about it, and then he wound up not winning, so uh, sorry Kyle, I uh, I blew that one, but uh, we made fun of it, so we made light of it, I should say, uh, and then we got uh, Spencer Stewart at the end, talking about some analytics and some numbers from the weekend's and uh, seeing him off to the Boston Red Sox. So uh, it's been a great working with Stu. So first we begin with some highlights. Now let's get to Corey Lewis, Kyle Johnson, and Spencer Stewart here on the Gotcha 9 Pod.
1: It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America. The Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon and night.
0: The one strike pitch and Mitchell belts it to deep left. Cabrera is gonna watch it fly. He's at the track, he's at the wall, he leaps at the wall, and this one is out of here. Christian Kirtley, Gauchos are going to Omaha. Can you believe it? John Newman wins it for the Gauchos. Into is 2. Here comes Mitchell, he's gonna score. And the Gauchos are the 2019 the yeah.
1: Good chance to, to contribute to the analytics team, and I have, you know, full confidence in, in Devin. Brock and say, oh hits my this one a mile.
0: You can kiss this one goodbye. A grand slam for Mortensen on the first pitch. Oh my, oh my goodness! That one over the trees, deep into the night, to straightaway right field, and Brock has his second homer of the year. And the Gouchers have blown it open. It is 15 to seven. Here in the top of the ninth, I
1: think Brock was sitting one pitch, one pitch only, and he did not miss it. He got it. He got it. That's a textbook Morty bomb. But you know, that's not the, the pitch that he wants to hit, per se.
0: This one is hit out to right center. This is hit pretty well, and it's going to split the gap. Mortensen with a good read on it, rounding third. He's coming around third. Here comes the relay, and it's not in time as Mortensen flops face first. And the coaches take a 1-0 lead on an RBI double by
1: Nick Oakley. Who else but the Santa Barbara native? Taking an 88 mile an hour fastball, putting it 94 miles an hour out into the gap. 1-2
0: pitch, fastball in the air, right center. Willow, plenty of room, makes the grab. And Corey Lewis has a 1-2-3 sixth inning as he has retired seven batters in a row. And eight, nope, nine, 11 of his last 12. That's pretty good. And he's got 11 Ks, and he is through six scoreless. We'll go to the bottom of the sixth. Two-nothing Gauchos. You got Willow, right-handed batter on deck, who singled his last time. Payoff pitch is pulled. And that's fair inside the bag down the right field line. In to score is Oakley. Willets ha- heading to second. And Caulfield yeah, picking up the ball. And there is a uh, out of play line that connects the fence to the the end of the short fence out there. So it's a double for Bryce Willets as it went out of play.
1: It's going to be coming off bat
0: pretty loud. Here is Mendezona, swings at the first pitch, hits it to right field. Now in right center, Jason Willow makes the catch. And the Gauchos are victorious here on this Friday night as they defeat the University of Nevada by a final score of four to one. That was an outstanding pitching performance tonight by the Gauchos. Corey Lewis, six innings, 11 strikeouts. He did not allow a hit.
1: Michael Rice.
0: Came in and worked through the sixth and seventh, and it was Ryan Harvey who got his first save of the year.
1: Get to the bullpen within the first four. I think the Gauchos might be doing that tonight.
0: And John hits this to left center. This one's going to split the gap as it one-hops the fence. This is going to clear the bases. Newman rounding second, trying for third. Here comes the relay. It is not in time. Bases clearing, triple. John Newman.
1: John Newman fired up, rightfully so. A big triple here. Doubles the Gaucho lead to six. A base is clearing one. Wind blowing out. You can see the softball flag to our right as well. That one is that one's howling, whereas ours is, ours is fairly still.
0: And this one hit out to left center. On the move is Stinson. He's not going to get it. That's going to split the gap. In to score is Newman. Sprinkle head into second base. He's got himself an RBI double. And it is 7-0, bottom of the first inning for UCSB. This season, and he chops one to third. Willits had to wait for it. Long throw to first. That's right on the money. Nice play by Bryce Willets at third base. A couple times here in this inning. Some action for gotcha third baseman, and he's up to the task. Nine up, nine down for
1: Gallagher. You know, with runners on, that was the big difference last night. Today, they're 5-50.
0: This is a bouncing ball into left field, a base hit. Bledford being waved around. Here comes the throw from Stinson. It's cut off. And Mosby has another RBI single. And that makes it 12-2. Four-hit game. Yeah. Stay hot, Leo. About 10, 15 minutes from each other. So got you there. Here's a slow roller up the third baseline. Trickling foul. You got to flatten out that little last bit.
1: We start working our favor.
0: You know, really hard to keep the area where the base runners lead off and where both teams run around. He's, Coach Erdman is looking up here, shaking his head at me. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah
1: rightfully so. I, Unbelievable, Kevin. Man, that deserves a palms up. I don't. <laughs> I, well, you know, everybody in the dugout is immediately going to go palms up. Come on, Kevin. And uh, you, you can't see anybody in the dugout, but you can't see Coach Erdman, and that was awesome.
0: I got to save that for the podcast. Yeah. That's got to be on the highlight reel this week.
1: It's a great moment of the weekend. <laughs> Thank you, Erdie, for that. <laughs> right.
0: To catch it to the pitcher's covering, he just gives them the easiest balls to manage. Here's a liner right to Willow at second base off the bat of Katakutan.
1: Stu, shake my hand, dude. Nice job. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it. See at Great the golf, win. See you at the golf course. <laughs> see you on the podcast, too. That's yes, right. Right on. You're All right, that's the final. Gauchos win it 12 to 6,
0: 12 runs, 15 hits, one error for the Gauchos, 6 runs, 9 hits, and one error for Nevada. UCSB improves to 5 and 2 on this young season. First timer. First timer. Yeah. No, we, we had you on uh, Oh. before on UCLA. UCLA, yeah. Was Before you say, with uh, with who? Mason? J.D. J.D., JD. yeah, just Stu. Who who's more interesting, you or J.D.? Probably J.D., probably <laughs> had a little more to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we, we pulled you on because you won Big West Pitcher of the Week.
2: Um, how does it make you feel? I mean, just another week, I guess. I don't know. It's just uh, I'm kind of speechless, I guess. I well, six innings, no hits,
0: no runs. Four walks. Yeah. Four walks, eleven strikeouts. So are you are you more upset at the four walks or are you more excited about the no
2: hits through six? Definitely more upset about the four walks. Because that has been a big point. Even through last year I had I wouldn't say I struggled with walks, but I feel like a lot of the runs that scored were off of walks. So yeah. So having the eleven
0: strikeouts. Well and not having any hits. It's like you walked some guys but didn't give up hits behind it, so yeah, I guess it kind
2: of evens it out. If you're, just, you know, if you're yeah. trying to figure out your method. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather have no walks, no hits, but, I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, what was working for you on, on Friday night? Definitely just fastballs. I think it might have been the most fastballs I've ever thrown in a single game. Really? Like, overall, yeah. So you didn't have the five-pitch mix going? I think I only showed four out of the five. I don't think I threw a single changeup. But I did show the knuckleball once, through i think an even amount of sliders and an even amount of curveballs okay so yeah last friday against san francisco
0: you struck out 10 and four and two-thirds i thought you threw a knuckleball strike a guy out i, I called it like that was it a knuckleball i did i okay. threw two two to strike out two batters on the knuckleball okay so i got it right yeah that makes you me feel it. good yeah because because spencer always always gives me grief because i think it's a knuckleball but it's the curve cause <laughs> yeah. the The grip looks a little similar out of the hand they're pretty similar out of the hand yeah okay okay (laughs) so let's go back uh last year your first full year how many innings you throw about 90 i think about i
2: think i think 80s high 80s i think actually have you ever thrown that many innings before in a single season uh i think my sophomore year of high school i was around that maybe low 70s like 75. okay so, yeah. so kind of used to it? I don't know. Yeah, but that was, that was sophomore year. I didn't throw my junior year of high school, and I only threw, like, 50 or 16 in my senior year. So. 15? 50 or 50? 50. 50. Okay. 50 okay. to 60. Because
0: yeah. you, had, you had arm surgery. Yeah. And then you bounce back, pitch your senior year, come here. Yeah. Um, what was last season pitching on those four-game weekends and trying to, well— salvage series or or try and win
2: series and then pitching in the regional like what was like that what was it like for you in that role um well every game I was just trying to do my job so I mean I started off on the Sunday roll, so I mean that was nice because I didn't have to wait a whole game before I got to go pitch so once I got moved oh yeah pitching well, on the doubleheader day yeah yeah on the second game of the doubleheader day after Tori got hurt and I'm not gonna lie it's kind of brutal so is that so why is that hard why is it difficult it's, there's just a lot of time before and sure. i just really didn't know what to do with it so uh away games i was stuck in a hotel because i had my own bus <laughs> got a nickname out of it that's right wait wait really yeah everyone started calling me the bus the Silu <laughs> bus so yeah that that came, that came out of it so it was just i wouldn't say it was tough it was just kind of different like Cause everyone else was at the field, and I was the only one at the hotel, so I was like, mm-hmm. just kind, kind of felt out of place, I guess. Sure. So. A different routine. Yeah. Different routine.
0: Yeah. So are you are you just sitting there visualizing? Are you doing homework? Are you you listening uh, to
2: music, watching TV? A like, little bit of it you... all. I mean, I I would listen to the listen to you actually. No way. On the call. I don't yeah. believe that. <laughs> and then, uh, kind of just watch the game, and then I'd be out of there probably like the fourth or fifth inning, heading okay. my way over. So, okay. Yeah. Well, so fast forward to this year, and you're pitching on Friday. Yeah night games. Yeah. So you got all day to wait. So yeah, is it similar a similar little...
0: scenario or is it different
2: cuz there's no game ahead of time? It was pretty similar. So I think um, having a home game was a lot different than on uh being on the road because on the road it was also an earlier game. So there wasn't a lot going on before and then I also had to be there. Um I didn't have my own bus. So I was there early. Um so it was a lot different having a night game cuz was just again just a ton of time before. I didn't really know what to do. So right. I was just watching other teams play and then stretching or rolling out or whatever, listening to music, and just trying to keep my mind right. Have you watched any other games uh, around the country so far this year? Have you had time to do that? Yeah. move well, on Friday, Well, just whatever's on. I think whatever, I was though. watching, I forget, like Louisville and someone else, and they were just destroying whoever they were playing. But you know, yeah. <laughs> Exciting. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Uh, <laughs> A lot of offense there. Let's see. So you're wearing your
0: hound pound shirt. I am. Ray's hat. Big West Pitcher of the Week. Do you get do the pitchers get something for that? I know the the offense they they got the junior slugger mm-hmm. shirts and they got the the axe going to burn the boats. So, Anything that you want to share from the pitcher side, or is that still is that a big
2: secret? I mean, I haven't heard about anything that we get, so I don't know. You don't know. Yes. Yeah.
0: You can either confirm
2: nor deny. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, biggest pitcher
0: of the week. That's a a big honor. Big honor. You know, I think Rodney Boone got that last year, and I think Michael McGreevy got that last year. So. It was only time. It was only it was time would tell to, when Corey Lewis would get Big West Pitch of the Week, and it's early in the season, and uh, it was it was a good performance at home against Nevada, got the win, yep. first one of the year. So, I mean, how are you feeling physically, like just going into the season? Like, were you excited, nervous? Was it business as usual because you've been here for a few years now? Like, what was it like going into this, just
2: the first couple weeks of the season? Mentally, um, physically, those things. Well, I think mentally, I mean, it's hard to not be, like, a little nervous because, you know, it's just, like, everything's starting up again. It's, like, just trying to find your routine, I guess. Mm-hmm. But at least for me, like, once I get on the mound, it's, it's just business. I mean, I don't really think about anything. It's a big thing for me. I think when I'm on the mound, it's just think nothing. So clear, clear the mind. Yeah. Clear the mind. What about, uh,
0: so you've been working with Johnny yeah. behind the dish. Like, having a guy like him who you trust uh, it feels like when you're out there it's all right i'm just gonna look at what he's
2: putting down i'm gonna throw it yeah. is that kind of how it is uh, yeah i think I've, i feel like i've only shook him off like maybe once all year so far i mean i feel like we're usually on the same page and he knows what all the pitchers have and what's best for them so and have you have you
0: always pitched at a decent pace or is that something new as far as your get the ball back right on the rubber
2: next pitch i think that's always been something that i've uh, been known for well maybe not known for but that i've tried to do is just yeah keep the pace of play going i mean it's broadcasters we
0: like that yeah know, we like yeah. that uh, maybe like i have to skip some of my talking points that i come up with before the
2: game but if the game's moving fast and you're throwing
0: strikes well i I'm, guess i'm happy
2: i guess that's a big thing because uh the shot clock thing i mean uh-huh. i don't i don't necessarily necessarily think it's like a big thing like it's nothing, nothing it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't bother you b- nah, it doesn't yeah, bother you exactly. because you don't even you don't even see yeah, single digits going. yeah exactly <laughs> ever
0: yeah. <laughs> okay um what is it with gaucho pitchers picking off base runners because like they picked off three over the weekend four so far a yeah, like, couple a couple from mikey
2: yeah um when are we going to see you pick a guy off? oh man i don't know uh hopefully this weekend oh, well ideally i don't have anyone on to pick off there you go but circling it back to the beginning of conversation <laughs> yeah. good that was good good yeah. job by you <laughs> um i mean hopefully soon i mean we work on it a bunch i mean i think that's why we picked off so many runners i mean we work on it at least uh two or three times a week and then always in dry work so okay yeah. uh looking forward to next weekend oregon
0: you uh you chomped up the bit to face off against those guys again?
2: Yeah, of course, trying to get them back for last year. I mean, almost like a revenge tour. And you pitched on Sunday in that game, in that series. I did, because right? it was earlier in the year. Yeah. yeah, I did pitch on Sunday, yeah. And that was, uh,
0: the just came from behind that day, yeah. lost some extras. So, um, yeah, you'll be on the bump Friday, 4 o'clock, yeah. against the Ducks. Are we going to see all five pitches,
2: or are we going to stick with fastballs and picking corners? I think I think there's a good chance we'll see all five because okay. I mean, this last week in Nevada only had one lefty, so I didn't really have to like show everything, I guess. So yeah, okay. there you go. Yeah. Um, Corey,
0: uh, you did a great job. Yeah. I know you were you were stressing about this. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did a great job, so thank you. Thank you. Sure. So KJ, how's it going? It's going pretty well. Two, two weeks in a row for you that I've sat here with a recording device talking to you. Lucky me. That means good things are happening, right? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Um, I don't want to, like, spoil anything, but I'm going to spoil it for you. But you're getting your black shirt today. I think. Cause I, I think you're Because so. I think you're hitter of the week, uh, on the, you know, internally. I think you're hitter of the week. Oh, that's a big
3: spoil. Yeah. Okay, well that's why hopefully I kept the sleeves on this uh, baby blue shirt so I can cut them off the black one. and We'll uh, rock with that next Monday for our hitter's day.
0: <laughs> do you like uh, hitter's day on Mondays? I do. It's
3: uh, nothing against the pitchers, but it's nice having them have their own day and have them be uh, you know, out of our hair for a day and we can just do our own thing and come out here and bang and get our defensive work in and get out of here.
0: Because we spent a lot of time together, the whole team. Right. So, you know, like a good relationship, you need space. That's
1: a great analogy.
0: <laughs> We've had, yeah.
3: of course, and then, yeah, you know, these days in there, we just little groups and get dialed in, start the week, it's season, it's
0: nothing better. Yeah, One, well, uh, you guys live together and you hang out and you're, you're here doing early work and you're staying yeah. late, hitting in the cage, and... Yeah, it's nice to have a day just for hitters and then yeah. a day just for pitchers. Yeah. So, Hey, Jason. Hey. Nice sleeves. Nice sleeves. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. I don't know how much these out, but I'll take it. Uh, uh, let's talk about the weekend, Kyle. Okay. Saturday, the homer to tie it and then the go ahead hit. Mm-hmm. How'd you feel in those, in those, uh, those at bats? Because uh, the homer. Looked very similar to the flyout that you had on Friday night.
3: Yeah, right? you know, off the bat on that one on Saturday, I thought, oh, here we go again. <laughs> this guy's gonna sprint back to the warning track and make a you know, make a play. Because it felt it felt softer, and the data told me that it was softer. I think by about like three or four miles an hour hmm. exit velocity. So, well, I don't know what you want to chalk that one up to. I guess good fortune. I guess if they meant to be, it's going to be. Stu said spin rate. Stu did say spin rate. So, I guess that would mean I backspun the one that I hit not as well versus maybe on a little Friday. more. Backspun the one on Saturday versus on Friday when it did not go out. Maybe squared it up a little bit more so I had a little more. Not knuckle, but the knuckle. He top said spin. He, he
0: said the one on Friday had more spin, and so it ballooned. Oh, so maybe too much versus spin. versus right versus the one oh. on Saturday, which had less spin, so it had more carry. Okay, well that's news. That's interesting. <laughs> but it didn't it didn't knuckle because knuckling would no. reduce the speed. Right. But the like he said it was in that like perfect range of of spin rate that you want to have to have something carry at that trajectory in exit below. Well, that's exactly what I was going for. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Sized it up. Sized it up. So that, that tied the game. It was, uh, it was 3-2, Nevada, lots of the fifth. That tied the game. And then in the seventh inning, you're up there. I think it was two outs. You upset a base runner. Stole second. Newman stole second. John Newman, speed demon. Yeah. Pinch hit, pinch <laughs> ran for pinch ran for yeah. for Gianni, and stole second, and then and then you hit him in. Mm-hmm. Go through that situation.
3: Um, runner runner on second, two outs, tie game, tie game, first base open. Mm-hmm. After I just hit the home run the previous at bat. So I think if I was in a different part of the lineup, maybe they'd pitch around me a little bit more, maybe more soft stuff. But hitting in the two-hole, it's kind of nice. You got Curtley behind me. You got Brock right there. So they're not taking any chances putting another guy out in the base. Mm-hmm. So I I got plenty of fastballs to hit that at bat and just stuck one up the middle. Do you like hitting in the two-hole? Yeah, I do, actually. I think it's definitely my first time game here for the gauchos in the two hole it's nice i mean you got sprinkle in front of me
0: he's on base all the time every bat and then yeah but you're but you've been your on base percentages in the high fours so i mean it seems like you're on base all the time as well
3: yeah and it's fun i think jordan and i i think if i next time i'm on uh first and he's on second i think we're gonna try to do a little a little magic where he can steal third and I can get my butt to second, and then we can get Kurt hit us in.
0: <laughs> a double steal Yeah, with with Jordan and Kyle Johnson. Preview, that's a
3: pre- preview of what to come. Hope uh, wow. Oregon's not listening. I hope they're not. <laughs> I hope they're not.
0: Because, yeah, I talked to Corey before this, and we were, we were talking pitching strategy. Not revealing any, <laughs> any not revealing any of the uh, the deep, dark secrets, of course, but yeah. just, just having fun with it. But, uh, Corey's been great. Corey's been awesome. W- easy, uh, well, not easy, but no hits on Friday. And what's it like playing defense behind him? Because he's he's racked up the strikeouts, but I feel like because he works at a quick pace, he still keeps the defense involved.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's so much fun playing behind guys that work fast and throw strikes. I think we were spoiled with McGreevy, obviously, for three years, and then Corey's kind of stepped right into that role as being a guy that's pounding the zone, working quick. And striking out a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. So it, mm-hmm. as a defense, it makes you – I mean, it's easy because they're not putting as many balls in play, but then when they do, you feel like you're, you're ready for it because you're, you're on your toes and you know
0: the ball's coming or he's punching someone out right away. And you, you had a little action at first base this weekend, and I made the comment on Sunday, the ground ball to Johnson at first and th- when it's not a ball where you have to really scramble to get to and make an awkward throw – but I feel like you even if you're twenty feet away, you like place it in the pitcher's glove when they're covering. <laughs> it's like the it's like the easiest play for the pitcher when you're out there flipping balls at first base. I don't know if it's if it's the timing, if it's the feel, but it feels like you have an awareness of where the pitcher is, where the ball needs to go, and when they're gonna arrive, because it's just right at the chest, nice and gentle, easy to handle. Is that does that just come naturally or is it is it years and years of practice?
3: Yeah, I mean I think at this point, it kind of feels natural because, I mean, I've been at first base
0: for... You're the prototypical first baseman. I know, as long as I can remember. Being yeah.
3: left-handed. So, I mean, since I was playing baseball, I've been playing first base versus, you know, you get to this level and we're recruiting lots of shortstops and fielders, and guys just move over to first. Like, I, if you look at the rest of our team, it's guys like that versus, I don't know, I feel like I've got a unique... Skill for playing first, just because I've done it for so long. Mm -hmm. Just like sprinkle at shortstop or steal and center. Those guys are just great at their positions because they've done it their whole lives. You like playing first base? Uh, (laughs) I mean, I do like it. Yeah. Would I have rather grown up and been the all-star shortstop? Maybe, but maybe, maybe. But first base is fun. I feel like kind of the unsung hero.
0: What's, the best, what's the, one of the, the best parts about playing first base?
3: I, I love when there's like a ground ball in the six hole. So the shortstop's ranging backhand and I know I'm about to have to do something cool to make an out. There you go. That's like the coolest part sort of the second baseman, running up the middle, jump throw. And I just you can anticipate you're going to have to do, pick it out of the dirt or do some fancy footwork on the bag to make an out.
0: I think that's probably the coolest part. I like that. You're on, you're on the back end. You're finishing the play. You're the, the cherry on top. Yeah. Right? The... Exclamation point to the yeah. play. Yeah. Someone's <laughs> got to do it. Okay. <laughs> you were here last year for the Oregon series. And Gauchas are heading up to Eugene this weekend. Yeah. Uh, what are you looking forward to up there? Because uh, Gauchas got swept. You got for revenge. You got to play your game. Like, what's the mindset?
3: Um. Yeah. I mean, it's not... You, really... almost,
0: you almost salvaged the game. You almost salvaged the game at the end. You almost hit that homer <laughs> oh, yeah, that's in the right. ninth that's last right. year in, in Game Four.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were in. We were in three of those four games. We were competitive, and I mean, it's not so much about Oregon. It's about it's about us and what we do. And if we're if we're good at throwing strikes and playing defense and finding enough barrels, we'll be all
0: right. We'll be good. How about the turf? Is similar turf to uh, Corvallis. I think pretty sure it's the same company. Okay. But it's it's gonna be new. That's good info. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be brand new.
3: Okay. Do you know how it would compare to the USF turf we were just on last weekend? Uh, I think
0: it's gonna be a little different. Okay. A little different material. All right. Well, Maybe we'll. A little uh, different height, and obviously uh, wetter. Because it's, it's gonna be oh yeah it's gonna be a little wet. Yeah. But uh, it's gonna be brand new, okay. brand new patch of turf. Okay. So would I mean, you, would you like you like playing on the turf? Uh, I don't love it. I
3: just. I guess maybe I'm old school thinking, you know, grass and dirt and baseball. That's the way it's meant to be played. But I guess it's nice as an infielder getting all good hops. But uh, I guess we'll have a chance to figure it out on Thursday evening when we practice up there. So Mm -hmm. we'll get a good feel for it, and we'll be ready for it.
0: Okay. Um, I'm looking forward to the series. It's going to be fun and uh, hopefully get some good crowds up there, and hopefully the guys just go take care of business.
3: Yeah, good crowds, good competition. I know we'll have a lot of fans up there too. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Okay.
0: That's Kyle Johnson, your first baseman. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you, Kev. All right, Spencer Stewart is here solo. That's like I don't introduce you as UCSB Analytics anymore. You know, maybe we're gonna to have to get Maxine and Devin podcast ready.
1: Yeah, yeah, their time has come.
0: <laughs> you and you and David just slid in naturally last year, or it was just force fed.
1: Yeah, I think it was. I think it was more so the latter. You just forcing us to come on, but now always great chatter. Actually got the chance to catch up with Mr. Tillotson, which was fun and it's good to hear from him. You did? Yeah. When? Yeah, this past weekend. Just chatting, you know, catching up on old times. About
0: oh. fighting for, for plugs and debating where to put cameras, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, all the uh all the boring stuff.
0: <laughs> well, we will see Tilly a couple times. Uh the gauchos will. You might not. Uh, I don't think he will. I don't think he's going to go to Florida uh, anytime soon. But wanted to pull you on for this, uh, for this pod before you leave uh, for Fort Myers, Florida, to review the weekend and review the first seven games for the Gauchos. Uh, five and two start. Won the series in San Francisco. Won the series this weekend against Nevada. And won a, could you call it a marathon game on Tuesday? Mar- marathon game, it would feel more like uh, you know if it was like fourteen innings. But this one is like, oh yeah, we played a regulation college basketball game, a forty-minute time game in three and a half hours. That's like the equivalent where it's just way too long. But just came out with the win, eighteen to seven, and then they won on Friday night behind Corey Lewis, six. Innings, no hits, no runs, eleven strikeouts, four walks. You heard from him earlier. Four to one, the final there. Gauchos dropped the game on Saturday, five to four, and then came back with a big win on Sunday, twelve to five, to go to five and two on the season. And looking forward to the seas, uh, this weekend series at Oregon. Um, so I told Kyle that Kyle Johnson that he had. Had won Big West, or not Big West. Gosh, I'm all over the place here. That he had won the the Hitter of the Week for the Gauchos before the interview. And then Ferg, like a couple minutes before the meeting, changed his mind. He got some some more stats that came in, and he wound up giving it to Leo Mosby, who had a great week. He was 5 for 10 with um, uh, five RBIs, a couple doubles. He was on base... His on-base percentage was like 700 or something like that. So, um, sorry, Kyle. I, I I didn't do that well. <laughs> but Ferg was very confident. Like I asked him, "Who should I get for the pod?" He's like, "The body." The body. He had a great week. He's our hitter of the week. I was like, "Okay, sold." KJ. That was two, pretty good. Two weeks in a pretty row.
1: Pretty good Ferg impression right there too, KeV. <laughs>
0: And so I, I went up to Ferg after he's like, yeah, like I was going to give it to body. And then I saw some other stats from Leo and he just had a, a big week. He had the, the double basically a double on, uh, on Tuesday. And then this weekend against Nevada, he was four for six, a double, two ribbies, three runs scored. Like he had a big week. So, um, congrats to Leo Mosby. You were the gaucho player of the week and Corey Lewis, of course, big West pitcher of the week. Um, six innings of no hit ball. Loving strikeouts, but uh, Gutierrez was okay. Gallagher was good. Um, it was a good weekend overall. You, obviously, if you win the series, uh, you feel like you could win that that Saturday game. You, if you could take it back, um, opportunities to win that. But uh, what were your what have been your thoughts on the team through the first seven games? Because uh, you were in San Francisco um, and in, and at LMU, so you've seen it all to this point.
1: Yeah, I think. Um... I mean, it, it goes without saying, you know, clean baseball is is good baseball. Um, and we've seen, we've seen what happens when you know either errors are made or you know too many freebies are given up on the defensive side, um, or not taking advantage of freebies on the offensive side. It it kind of goes without saying the team that plays the cleanest baseball is going to come out on top. And so, um, you know, it we we're dropping the Saturday games just because maybe there's a um, you know, maybe maybe some errors happen across the board or, or some walks are made and it uh, it just lengthens lengthens the game and it makes it a little bit tougher to to, um, to compete at your best when uh you know you're not you're not able to execute. So I think for the Gaucho's sake, you know, we've they're looking they're looking great so far. You know, the offense it's there. We've seen it. The runs can come, you know, seven, eight at a time. Um but the, the most important thing is, is just to focus on playing catch to, to focus on executing your pitches. It's, you know, it's, it's uh, it's the strike percentages. It's, you know, can you play catch? Can you execute a good throw across the diamond? Um, you know, can you make a clean tag? Uh, those are the, those are the little things that, you know, we're seeing early on in the season that, that will certainly play effect as we get uh as we get further down the road here, um, you know, there's really no avoiding it, and, and as long as the Gouchers can play clean baseball, it's it's good baseball, and they put themselves in a really good chance to win.
0: Yeah, and the, and the listeners heard it from Corey and from Kyle, who have who've seen a few things. They've, they're veterans. They've been here a few years, and when I ask them questions like like are you out for revenge against Oregon or you know what's your mentality when you're out there on the mound, it's no, I'm I'm just trying to do my job. I'm I'm trying to throw throw strikes. I'm trying to execute. Uh, we're not we're not trying to make too much out of the game. We're just we're trying to be ourselves and play within ourselves. And like those are the things that I'm hearing uh, around the dugout as well. And so far through the first seven games, Gouges are outscoring their opponents. They are uh, the team ERA three point one nine. Opponent ERA is seven point zero eight. They struck out eighteen batters against LMU on Tuesday, which is a single game program record. They've got ninety two. Strikeouts through the first seven games as a staff. I think Coach Tegas doesn't like how many walks there have been and how they have affected a couple of the, the outcomes, particularly on the Saturday games, um, and maybe putting the team in, in tricky spots late in games or early in games. Uh, but I think overall, again, it's a young pitching staff. They're they're trying to feel themselves out and, and create an identity. And coaches have been shorthanded offensively. Nick Vogt missed a couple games. Uh, actually he missed the entire weekend. So he was probably the best here going into the week. He was really good against USF. So you play without him and, you know, whenever McCollum has come in, whenever Darby has come in, whenever Oakley has come in, they've swung the bat. Leo came in, swung the bat. So there's lots of those new names that are, are making noise. And so that's a good problem to have. I think if you ask coach Tex or coach Ferrer or Jones or Erty, like it's a good problem to have. So, we like what we see so far and it's been fun calling the games and there has been, it's fun when a team scores double digit runs. It's just a fact of the matter. It's easy to broadcast those games.
1: Yeah. <laughs> lots
0: of lots to talk about. <laughs> so, uh, you have any, do you have any numbers that you've pulled from, from the right. week? Cause there are the homers on Tuesday and then I don't know if you got any hard hit numbers from, from this weekend.
1: Yeah, I got a couple to throw your way, um, but first, you know, on the pitching side of things, one guy who I really want to highlight, Ryan Gallagher, and um, just his second start, you know, getting his first collegiate win, hats off to you, Ryan. Um, great strike percentage, limited the, you know, the mishaps, the walks, the freebies, um, and, you know, you kept saying it, and it was the changeup, and it's just, it's such a beautiful pitch. Uh, a nice 80% strike percentage from him. With a 70 or excuse me, a 57% called strike with, um, generating a bunch of swing throughs like he did against university, of San Francisco in his first ever start and, uh, doing it again against Nevada. So Ryan Gallagher, um, you know, one of those guys who, who kind of worked his way into that starting role and, and, um, he's taken it and run with it. So good on you, Ryan, keep it up. It's been fun watching him throw. Um, and then Corey Lewis, of course, career high, 11 strikeouts, 61 strike, uh, 61% strike percentage, uh, for him, it was the fastball slider combo that was, you know, primarily the kicker. Um, and it's good to see his his VLO numbers are up almost hit a 92 this weekend in a starting role when you're throwing, you know, hundred pitches. Um, that's, that's some pretty good stuff to, to be able to have control for, you know, a long part of the game and, you know. Giving up no hits, that's not that bad either. Um, on the offensive side, uh, we talked about it. It was, a, uh, it was a slugfest late in the game uh, against LMU. Uh, Christian Kirtley and Brock Mortensen um, just absolutely destroying the baseball. Gianni Bloom got one as well. Brock Mortensen's home run almost 420 feet into the night, um, hit a mile high. And uh, came off the bat at a nice 107 miles an hour. So clobbered that baseball. Um, that was a nice, nice trot around the bag with the, uh, with the grand slam for Mr. Mortensen Christian Kirtley, um, I think the most impressive number of the weekend, a 464 foot home run Boom. Tuesday night. Just, you know, we talked about it. Yeah, there was a breeze, but I mean, it was absolutely smoke, just ideal launch. Um he had it uh shoot, he got that one 105. Um, so you know it was going out regardless, and the wind was a nice little, nice little push, but it didn't uh, you know, he he really didn't need that. Um so nice job, Kurt. That was that was awesome. Um Brock had the second hearted his hit ball as well, um, just a tick under 107, 106.6 uh and then some other guys to highlight jason willow nice 104 up the middle leo mosby um he popped the 100 mile an hour mark as well uh 102 uh john newman he got himself that uh nice 101 mile an hour grounder and then um you know his triple as well that was 94 off the bat so plenty of hard hit balls um it was fun watching him around the bag a lot uh, early on in in Sunday and yeah, a very fun game to call. Like you said,
0: some more shout out performances Uh, currently, of course on Tuesday, a double short of the cycle. He was four for six with the home run. Uh, Sam Whiting on Tuesday, two and a third, six strikeouts, no hits, no runs to contribute to that uh, 18 strikeout performance as a staff. Um, Let's see. Kyle Johnson, who I, mistakenly awarded the hitter of the week award to he was five for 15 with two doubles a homer and four rbis and four walks as yeah well. when Three i was scored uh, i mean he was on base like all weekend just like leo was
1: yeah i uh i was searching for him because i knew he had a great weekend against nevada but um his name isn't in the top, top five guys, just because he didn't have as many at bats. And that was because he had four walks. And so, um, you know, he and Lee tied for the most amount of walks, which is great to see because, you know, those are middle of the order guys, but um, they know that, that, you know, they're good hitters and they're going to avoid chasing stuff out of the zone. And, um, you know, if a pitcher's not going to give you anything to hit, take your base and let the next guy do it. And that was, you know, early on in the game, we saw that on Sunday, but yeah, KJ, um, great weekend for him. Capped off by that home run, 394 feet to right center. That was that was pretty sweet.
0: Let's see also Ryan Harvey on Friday, the four out save, struck out three batters. So that was the first save of the year and he was up to 95 uh, consistently. So maybe we'll see Harvey in the closer role a little bit more. That was electric on Friday night. Uh, Gauchas banged out nine doubles as a team over the weekend. Uh, they stole six bases, so lots of uh, lots of things obviously happen when you when you win a couple of games. But uh, you like seeing those types of stats, and, and really like it wasn't one guy that dominated the weekend. There were uh, multiple guys with multiple RBIs, multiple guys with multiple extra base hits, um, and then you, know, you get you get three quality starts from Lewis. Gutierrez, and Gallagher. And then I, I thought Rice was good out of the pen on Friday. And then we saw him on Sunday. That was the first time uh, that he pitched twice on the weekends. So, uh, and also we liked Matt Ager. Matt Ager looked good too. Uh, two clean innings, gave up a hit and a walk in or, and struck out a batter, didn't allow a run. So um, these are things to look forward to. Names to look forward to in the future. Um, looking ahead to Oregon. Four games set this weekend, they've had an interesting start to the year because they were at San Diego, lost their first three games, and then since then, I think they swept St. John's at home in a four-game series. I'm waiting for this schedule to load here. And they're on a five-game winning streak, and they have scored 21, 23, 16, 13, and 6 in those last five games. So quick math, let's see, that's 44, 60, 73, 79 runs in the last five games. 79 runs. So they've been hitting the baseball. Uh, St. John's, they're 1-7, so I don't really know what... what St. John's brought to the table up there in Eugene. But uh, Ducks have won five straight. Hey, whenever you win five straight, you're feeling good. So, obviously, the Gauchos are thinking about last year at home being swept by the Ducks. Or it's just me trying to create some drama for the broadcast. Kyle's like, he just brushed it off. He's like, ah, it's just another game. So what? But last time the Gauchos played in the state of Oregon in March 2020, swept the Beavers. So, you know, gotchas have had success in that state. Didn't go so well a handful of years ago against uh, the Ducks, the last time they were in Eugene. I think they lost two of three in that series. But, it's a new year. Gotcha's like going up playing in the rain. And, this is a good team. It's a good team through the first seven games. And a lot of untapped potential so far. So, you got anything on the ducks of note that jumps out?
1: Nope. No, nope. they're a good team. We're a good team. It's gonna be fun.
0: Yeah. Hopefully we'll make it on to college baseball hub or or D one baseball buzz, something like that. Cause this series will deserve some some press for sure. A couple of regional teams from last year that made it to regional finals. You get the coach Check its history up at Oregon and some other stuff like that that deserves some some note some notes some press so gouchers are making noise um, right now five and two I know it's early but sitting at 51 in the RPI um, yeah anything else to add before uh, before we we send you off to Fort Myers Stu this, no, this is your I'm... open open forum for you to to say your thank yous and shout outs and stuff like that. <laughs> and, and, uh, disclose the, uh, the route that you're going to take driving cross country to Florida.
1: (laughs) It's a straight shot out there. I'm trying to get there (laughs) as soon as I can. Um, it's, uh, no, I, the people that, uh, you know, the people that I got to thank, they've already been thanked and, and they know that, uh, that I appreciate them. You being one of them. Um, you know, it's been fun chatting on the podcast and I'm sure I'll be on it soon enough. It's it, uh, I'll be around and, and happy to contribute and talk gaucho baseball. I'll be following along all season and sticking around with the analytics uh, over the phone as best I can. And uh, yeah, can't wait for, to, uh, to follow along. And on the road trip, I'll get, you know, four games of you solo broadcasting. So that'll be great. Can't wait.
0: I'm going to have a few special guests on this year. We've already, we already had McGreevy who's awesome. He brought the energy. Yes. Oh, um, wait. Like uh, I'm going to have Travis Rogers on for a few games and then uh, hopefully I'll find some more uh, and any players that come ex players that are at games, like I'm going to be calling your name to come sit in for a couple innings. Um, but thank you, Stu. Uh, thanks for all your hard work. You did a great job and you're moving on to a good place and uh, say hi to Marcus Cuellar. Uh, if you ever see him, I'm not sure if he'll be there in Florida, but you might run into him. Who knows? So uh, yeah. that'll wrap things up. For the pod. And uh, nice job, Stu.
1: Thanks, Kev. All
0: right. Thank you to our great sponsors, Kyle's Kitchen, Smart Office Interiors. Thank you to our guests this week Corey Lewis, Kyle Johnson, and Spencer Stewart. Gauchos head to Eugene this weekend. Four games. 4 o'clock on Friday, then a doubleheader Saturday starting at 2. That first game will be a 7-inning game. And then on Sunday, 12 o'clock for the final game of that series before the Gauchos head home to host LMU on Tuesday night at 5.30 at Caesar Wasaka Stadium. So that's what's on tap. It's been a fun start to the year already. Uh, Amazing that it's already been two weeks and we're seven games into it, but that's the way it goes once the season starts. So... Uh, it's been great seeing people out at Caesar, Wasaga Stadium. Uh, lots of people showed out this weekend. Hope to see more of you. And uh, hope you keep tuning in to the Gaucho 9 Pod. And good to hear Eric Evelhawk back in the press box. Uh, he was great all weekend. And I appreciate the shout outs. Um, it's been great seeing the Gaucho family back in full at Caesar. Um, okay. Uh, if we don't see you, Gene, uh, talk to you soon. Have a great week.